Hello and welcome to the Revenge of the Drive-In commentary track for The Exorcist. We are doing the director's cut, uh, formerly known as the version you've never seen. I think this is one of the most perfect movies ever made, but I've only seen it a handful of times. And I've never seen the director's cut. You know, William Friedkin... This is the case of a lot of the best horror movies, actually. They're made by people who aren't really horror filmmakers so much. I mean, we all love our George Romero's and our Wes Craven's and our John Carpenter's. And I don't happen to like The Shining, but that's an example of... That's considered one of the best horror movies ever made. It's made by Stanley Kubrick, a guy who... That's like his only horror movie. And then this with Friedkin. And I know there are other examples. I can't think of them at this moment. But I, but I guess I like... And, you know, I, I mentioned Romero. Romero is clearly a horror filmmaker, but in a lot of his movies, he doesn't seem to be making them from from the perspective of a horror director, i.e. Martin is mm-hmm. is kind of like this, where it's just like it's a drama and it's it has horrific elements. But like there's all the attention to character and to just everything else that you don't always see in horror movies. Haunting of Hill House was amazing. Bly Manor, pretty good. Had its moments, and I don't know about uh, the new one, but I think those are great examples of what makes those so good. Yes, they are scary. I'm throwing Midnight Mass in here, too. Yes, they are scary, but everything around the horror is so well done, like the characters, the drama, Mm -hmm. that A, it makes the horror more effective... But B, it just has so much more to offer than like because the last thing you want it, it, because you know what's scary is subjective, just as like what's funny is subjective. And yes, yeah. If you go go into something and it doesn't scare you and it leaves you very little else to kind of cling to, then what the hell do you get out of it? That's kind of like my thing with the strangers. I think The Strangers is a pretty effective horror movie, but I've seen hundreds, thousands of horror movies, so I'm not really scared by anything. So, like, what I, I really need something more. And that's why I like movies, you know, as far as, like, the horror movies I like. I like The Wicker Man because it's a great, like, religious story. I like the Universal Monsters mo- movies because those are, like, all that gothic sets and all of the makeup on on the creature design and Mm -hmm. all those things and Suspiria and Dario Argento just because the filmmaking is so entrancing the horror movies I gravitate to aren't necessarily like the scariest ones because even if someone says this is the scariest movie ever there's a very good chance it's not going to scare me like The Exorcist for instance yeah and I think this is true of true of most people who actually watch it in a modern modern day setting it's like is it the scariest movie ever i don't know but i certainly understand in 1973 why it might have been yeah yeah absolutely so in addition to the university of georgetown and the neighborhood of georgetown in dc some of this film was filmed on campus at fordham university and i can point out some of the scenes that i know were i had also heard but this has been kind of disputed. I know they built a lot of the sets for this movie, like the interior of the main bedroom in New York City. Mm. I think it was there was like this was back when 
I think they had like studios in New York. Now, I, well, I guess they still do, but it's just they use it for like morning shows and stuff. It's not really oh, like they, they don't really use okay. it for movies so much. But um, I think they had it, had it on like a Warner Brothers studio. But then I had also heard at, at Fordham when I went there, it had been reported that that the set of the bedroom was built in the the building that was that had the president's office. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I had been told. I don't think oh. it is true. But they might have filmed something there. They might have... Well, I, like, I guess... Because they don't really use the campus, which they could have easily, because um, Fordham... Frequently, a lot of shows would shows and movies would shoot there, and 90% of the time they were pretending to be another university. Fordham doubles for Harvard all the time. It doubles for Georgetown. Like any East Coast prestigious university, they'll shoot at Fordham <laughs> because they, cause they have people in New York, and it's a closed campus unlike Columbia, so they can shoot there easier. Gotcha. Like um, I know when I was studying there, Madam President shot there frequently it which was wait no madam secretary excuse me the tay leone show and um hmm. that was uh it was supposed to be georgetown and then i know when i was there there was also a james franco uh film feature film james i think it was james franco and jonah hill and it wasn't a comedy believe it or not but it is uh, james franco played like a serial killer or something and I, I have never heard anything about this movie, and I don't even remember the name of it. But I knew they had shot there, and I think they shot during, like, a break. So that kind of sucked because we weren't able to be around there, and I couldn't punch James Franco in the face. But <laughs> when the trailer dropped, I saw it, and there's, like, a scene of some, like, a big overhead shot of, like, someone walking across the Fordham campus that I walked across every day. Except there's like big mountains in the background, and I just I laughed because I don't I don't know what what they were pretending it was, but clearly they were pretending it was a university in like Utah or Colorado. Maybe it's supposed to be BYU or something, but it was just it was just funny to me. But yeah, well that's neat. You're kind of like a a, a part of movie history, you know. Well, I mean, not you. Not really, because I can't even tell you the name of that movie. <laughs> that movie is not a part of movie history, let alone me. No, but like other movies that, that you know, filmed at Fordham. But yeah, I actually saw this movie recently. It was the 50th anniversary re-release. Um, it was one of those Fathom events that was introduced by the guy from uh, TCM, the Mankiewicz guy. And it was great. Uh, it was nice to see this in the theater. Uh, it was not a packed house. Just fine. Yeah, that's but that's no one was laughing when they weren't supposed to because because I've heard I've heard about the uh, the Exorcist, Exorcist re release back when it was like originally re released in like two thousand or something around maybe it was the thirtieth anniversary, and that was the version you've never seen. Like I think people went into that knowing this movie's reputation. I think I think now if you go and see the Exorcist in theaters. You probably just love the movie. You're not just like, hey, what's this? I've always heard about The Exodus. Let me go see it. No, you're probably like, oh, yeah, I love this movie. Let me see it. You know, it's like when you yeah. and I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey in theaters. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just take a flyer and see 2001 in theaters. You you go into it because you, you've you seen it before and you like it. And Yeah, which, yeah. ironically, this movie was re-released in 2001. 
No, yeah. I, I I would say Jason Miller, this guy, Father Karras, is just outstanding. And and I, if I'm not mistaken, this was his first movie. I think he was like a mildly successful playwright. I think later on he became a very successful playwright. He was he certainly wasn't a known film actor, and for him to, and and this is reflected even like when you see. Like, the billing on the movie, it's like, okay, it's Ellen Burstyn, because Ellen Burstyn was a big deal. Max von Sydow, because he's an international film legend. Yeah. And Linda Blair, obviously. Like, Jason Miller is, like, that like the fifth person name, and it's like, what? He's kind of the star of this movie, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, do you believe in ghosts? I don't know if we've ever had this conversation before. You're right. I don't think we have. I say no, but I don't, but I'm not passionate like oh my god there's absolutely no such thing as ghosts i think most of the time people experience ghosts it's power of suggestion or any number of reasons like that but would it shock me if i were to encounter something that had no explanation like no i'd be like okay that was a ghost i guess but i don't know if it would be like a huge shattering of my worldview you know Mm mm-hmm when I was a kid, I believed in ghosts, and this is a bit of a story, so buckle up. I used to live in Niagara Falls with my parents and my sister. Right. Every night, you know, my Before mother you would- threw her over the falls. I did, yeah. And then she came back to haunt me. Um, she, 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 <laughs> damn it, she wasn't supposed to be in a barrel. <laughs> but uh, my mother used to come and tuck us into bed every night, right, in separate rooms. And I'm laying there. My mom comes and tucks me, and I'm like, you know- seven or something and my mom walks away and leaves she goes downstairs to hang out with my dad or whatever and i see my sister walk past my uh my bedroom door in the hallway and i'm laying there for a couple minutes and i thought well that's not fair if she gets to be up i want to be up and i go downstairs and i say to my parents i'm like that's not fair that emma's up you know and, and and i have to go to bed and my parents kind of look at me and they're like she's not up and I'm like, yeah, I just saw her walk past the She's door. She's been dead for 40 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just saw her walk past the door. They're like, no, you didn't. And my mother's like, she's in bed. And we both walk back upstairs and she's sound asleep in her bedroom. And I'm like, that's weird. So I didn't really think about it again for like a decade. And then my dad and I are having dinner. We had just moved to Kingston in 2006. And we're having dinner. And I tell him this story. And he says to me, and I kid you not, he goes, I remember that story. He said... I had seen a little girl who looked a lot like your sister in that house multiple times. He said, and I never told you because I didn't want to scare you. But yeah, my dad was like, I had seen this girl, this girl ghost plenty of times. He said, and like a, a week or two after the issue that you had that you thought you saw your sister walking down the hallway, I was downstairs watching football. And he said, I thought your sister had come down the stairs. And I, I turned to your mom and said, geez, Louise, I thought you put her to bed. Come on, she's still up. She's still walking around the place. You know, put her to bed. And your mom turned to me and said, honey, she is in bed. So I went upstairs and there she was, sound asleep in bed. And this little girl that came down the stairs was nowhere to be found. You know? And then I worked at an old theater here in Kingston. And there's all kinds okay, of yeah, ghostly things happening. Okay, yeah, I think you told me a bit of this, yeah. All it is is my first night working there, I walked up to the dressing rooms and I walked in, there was a man standing there with like a suit on. And I said, oh, sorry. And I, I backed out and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, wait a minute, nobody's supposed to be in here. So I said, sorry, sir. Uh, just to let you know, the theater's closed. You, ha- you have to leave. We have to clean this, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, sir, 
sir? And I pop back in. Totally gone. There's nobody there. And then just stuff like that happened over the course of a couple of years. So, yeah. So I think now, I Kingston, um, Kingston, like a lot of touristy cities, not that, I mean, King, Kingston's a tourist city for, like, a, a Canadian family that can't afford to leave Canada, right? <laughs> it's not like... You know, yeah. you know what I mean, though. It's like, yeah, listen, it, it's got exactly as good. It's got as good a weather in all of Canada, basically, and it's it's got water. You know, it's pretty, but it, it's a bit of a touristy city as far as Canadian cities go. Mm-hmm. But but like a lot of other cities, it, Canada has or Kingston has the ghost tours. Um, do do they highlight your theater in those ghost tours? Do you know? Did you ever see those people with, like, the black robes and lanterns walking around outside your theater? I don't know if... I I don't think so. But I'll tell you, though. Remember the show Ghost Hunters? And there was, like, a big Um, bald guy and then, like, a guy with, like, black hair? I mean, listen, I I, I know what all these shows are, but I don't know the difference between any of them. And it's like, so I know vaguely what the show is, but I, there was one specifically called ghost hunters. And then they had like a spinoff show called ghost hunters international, but it was ghost. Okay. I've heard of ghost hunters international in particular. Yeah. Yeah. But, but ghost hunters had come up to Kingston to film like a special, like an hour long special in Kingston at Fort Henry and all around in like these carriageways. And back in the day, there used to be a television program on TV of course, <laughs> called Creepy Canada. And it was ghost stories okay. about, like, like in Canadian cities or in the woods across Canada, right? And uh, they had a couple specials on Kingston because Kingston's a pretty old city as far as cities are concerned in Canada. Yeah, it's as old as Canadian cities get. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like, and there had been a fort here since, like, the late 1600s, early 1700s, you know? So, yeah. But then some people claim that limestone attracts ghosts or that it's like a... It, oh, for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, like all that bullshit and Kingston's the limestone city. Now, if I, if, if I were to create an impassioned argument against ghosts, if I really wanted to argue with you, which I don't, because like I said, I, I really... I would believe if I experienced something, I just haven't experienced something, so I have no real reason to believe. Mm-hmm. But... I guess my biggest question with ghosts is why? You know what I mean? Like, not every person who died haunts somebody or haunts a place, right? Obviously, because we've had billions of people die over the course of human history. Yeah. So, and then, and then you know, you hear about, like, oh, it's the the people that are ghosts it's because they have unfinished business and it's like well, why is your unfinished business flickering the light on and off in <laughs> some old bar like you, you know yeah. what i mean like what what are ghosts <laughs> what what makes a ghost and and what makes it act out and yeah. i i know that i'm sure there's been books on this stuff and people claim to know but but i guess you know the obviously we don't really know because there's dispute as to whether or not they exist and like i said i'm not really sure they exist but yeah i just i don't know like if it were like and it's like is there is there like a religious aspect like is it only christian ghosts well no Mm -hmm. okay is it only religious ghosts no there's been ghosts of people who we you know i don't know and yeah I, i i i don't know and it's like is 
And then there's like different categorizations of ghosts too, like <laughs> poltergeists. I think are sp- supposedly the ghosts that are like violent, and it's like okay, but like I don't know. Well, one of my favorite yeah, questions I've any, ever but... heard asked about ghosts was, wh- "Why is it always old timey people that are ghosts? Why isn't there like a ghost of like a hipster who got hit by a bus two years ago or something?" It's you know? because, it's because again, this is the power of suggestion angle that we we imagine when i when we think ghosts we think old gothic 19th century stuff we think henry james we think mm-hmm. you know so so that's what i think that's probably why they tend to be older people like yeah it was i don't know yeah i want i want a ghost from i want like a gen z ghost like a kid who died young or something and then this ghost just turns on <laughs> takes your phone and, and opens up tiktok every now and then yeah, or something, you yeah and you're like no this poltergeist is is terrible <laughs> yeah i want i want some we need some young blood in our ghosts or like a kid who died during like a tide pod challenge you know like you walk into the kitchen oh that's a and good your one, tide yeah. pods package has been opened you're like god damn ghosts <laughs> why is there why is why did ghosts go through my laundry oh yeah um, that's stop why. eating all my tide pods you bastards 